I think it's just getting your bearings, knowing why you're using it to how that platform really brings business into your business, and then using it in a way that is not overwhelming. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Today, we're talking all about the promotional power and proper usage of Pinterest. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free, and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now, it's brand new. It's brand new edition. It's rather beautiful. And it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Hello and welcome to the show today. My name is Adam. I am your host here on the Beauty Business Podcast. And today, as I said there in the very quick introduction, uh, we're talking about Pinterest. Now, I don't know about you, but when anybody were to say to me something like, are you using Pinterest to help market your business? I would say something like, yeah, no, sure. I know what Pinterest is. Hang on, wait a minute. What's Pinterest again? Because Pinterest is this kind of weird animal that we think of as social media, but then when we try and compare it with quote unquote traditional social media, it's weird that I'm calling it traditional, given that it's only been around for like 10, 15 years. Um, but when we think of traditional social media, and I'm tending to suggest that's Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and those kind of things, we tend to think of that as places where we gain followers and we put stuff out there and we have the nice vanity metrics of people who like it and follow it and comment on it and all those kind of things, which is still important for our businesses. But that's not really what Pinterest is. And then again, we're told that Pinterest is a search engine, but then we kind of think, oh, hang on a minute, no, Google is a search engine. What's Pinterest again then? And that's kind of the problem with Pinterest. It sort of falls in between the gaps. And because it does, nobody is really using it properly. Now, 
The people who are using it properly are the Pinterest experts, and they are leveraging it to the max. And I wanted to share with you just how powerful Pinterest can be in your business. So I have tracked myself down one of the world's foremost experts on Pinterest, Kate Arle, and she is joining us today to show you how you can use Pinterest in your business, how Pinterest can be leveraged for a brick and mortar service business, just like a beauty business, just like yours, to bring clients to you and help reach more people in your area and the tips and things that you can use. And the best news is it is not something new that you have to add to your marketing to-do list because a lot of the stuff that you can use on Pinterest with just a tiny little tweak is things that you're already creating for, again, the more traditional social media like Instagram and Facebook that you're already producing. So without further ado, let me introduce you. Come and hang out with me and Kate as we talk all things Pinterest. Okay, I want to welcome to the show today, Kate All. It's fabulous to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks so much. And it's early in the morning where you are and middle of the afternoon where I am. Yeah, <laughs> I've got my coffee. Podcast. You've got so, an afternoon we, beverage. I, <laughs> I've got some water in a, in there a we cycling go. bottle for some reason. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're talking Pinterest today. The, uh, the, the poor old forgotten, slightly less uh, hyped up uh, channel that, uh, that isn't really social media. And we'll get into all that as well. Um, but... So that we know who you are, because I'm sure actually a lot of people have heard of you because I've seen you popping up on social media quite a lot recently. Um, uh, so could you give us a bit of your background, Kate, and just kind of tell us tell us what brought you to where you are now and, and everything you're doing today? Yeah, I started in Facebook marketing in 2010 and I was helping a friend really work on her business page because it was mm-hmm. the first time we saw those business pages. And right around 2013, all of a sudden, Facebook kind of turned off that faucet of great activity. We were also trying to work on Pinterest too at the same time. So we took some courses, some classes, and basically some things were happening in my life. And we didn't have any money. We were really poor. It was recession time. And she said, you should manage people's Pinterest pages because nobody knows how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's so dumb. Nobody's going to go for that. She was like, we don't have any other options. So you should just do this because you're poor. And I was like, okay, that's a really good reason. So I dove into everything Pinterest and tried to figure out, okay, how could we manage for people and have it be as if we are them? And then Mm -hmm. they could get the traffic. And we started with three beta clients and they gave us great feedback and said, this is tremendous. I don't want to think about Pinterest. So we grew from three to six to eight. And then now we work with about 120 organic Pinterest clients and really try to make Pinterest work in a way that makes it easy to understand, not just for our clients, but the people we teach. Because like you said, it does really fall out of, you know, people's reference because they're thinking of Instagram all the time and Facebook ads. So that's what we do. So we like to get to know people a little bit better than just their bio on here. So is it okay if I asked you a couple of quick fire questions? You bet. And obviously, give as long an answer as you feel. That's absolutely <laughs> okay. fine. Okay, so what is your favorite quote? We love a good quote around here. Mm. I can see one on the back wall behind you. But what is your mm-hmm. favorite quote, your go-to quote of either the moment or all time? You know, I think for me, it's one that a coach said to me, which is don't chase someone else's success. And that has been really good for me because I got caught in watching what everybody else was doing instead of keeping my head down. And so that's a big one. I actually have a sticky note on my computer that just says, who do you serve? 
So it's just a reminder that I don't serve other influencers and what they're doing and I can't chase their success. I have to be focused on my own. It's so true. Comparisonitis. I suffer from that as well. It's a terrible thing. Terrible thing. Okay. What is one in your career? What's one embarrassing slash funny moment that you have that stands out for you? Oh man. I think most probably go in the embarrassing. I'm trying to think. Um, man, I, I don't know if I, I think more on the sense of not funny and more of like, oh, that was so devastating to have that experience. So I don't know if I'm coming up with one right now. I'll say that one that's okay. at least funny. So we'll, we'll pass we'll on that, that one. We'll leave that on for a second. If one comes to you, okay. we'll do that. Okay. What is your favorite uh, drink or cocktail for a hot sunny day? Oh man. Okay. I'm really in a red wine phase, which I know red wine doesn't really go along with sunny. So I would say a really good crisp rosé, kind of like it's got that dryness of a red wine, but I do like a cold crisp rosé. Good choice. Nice. And where in the world, obviously we've been a bit restricted on travel recently, but where in the world is your favorite place to relax? Mm, I love Mexico. So I live on the West coast of the U S and can get to Cabo in a four hour flight. And it's just beautiful, not humid, really right by the sea. I love just going to Mexico and just laying on the beach by the pool, just really, really relaxing and checking out. Nice. And finally, favorite pizza topping. Sausage. Not spicy. Not spicy sausage. Mild. Yep. Cool. Nice. I love it. I love it. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm literally the perfect person to be talking to you here because I'm like, I'm, I'm Pinterest aware, but Pinterest dumb all at the same time. Um, and there was like a period of time, a couple of years ago, we were like, oh, we should really get on top of our Pinterest thing. Mm. And we sort of focused on it for a couple of months and then it kind of fell off the back burner. And I remember, Kate, when you and I were having a little chat um, to set this interview up. And, uh, I think I went, Oh, I better, better just go check out my Pinterest page. And it was like embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, I really hope Kate doesn't ask to see my Pinterest page when we're talking about this. <sighs> so let's, let's really clarify things for everyone. Cause everyone's okay. kind of heard of Pinterest. Everyone kind of thinks they know what Pinterest is, but I have to admit, even myself, when someone says Pinterest to me, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's that place that you go to when you're looking for ideas of what to do with your kitchen. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so yeah. so mm-hmm. clear it up for us. What actually is Pinterest? Right. So Pinterest is a search and discovery network where you do go to find ideas for anything. You go to find solutions to current problems you have, design, recipes, beauty, anything. And how we like to distinguish it is that you go to Instagram to follow people and really get lost in their lives. You go to Pinterest to get lost in your own life. So as marketers, we're trying to connect with people where they're searching for their pain points or what about this? I'm curious. It's the visual Google equivalent. People aren't going there for conversation or they don't even really care about brands. They really only care about solutions to the current problem that they have or something that they're dreaming into in maybe three to six months or hoping will come to fruition. And so they're gathering a ton of ideas so that they can make a decision later. So that's really how we try to distinguish for people those two different platforms. I like that. I like the gathering gathering of the decision of the ideas because they're already in that place of making a decision. So that's that's a really key thing when it comes to it. And um and yeah, it gets gets lumped in with social media and it really isn't. Um, which is a big thing. And I have to say something else. In fact, the reason that made us 
go, oh, we should really pay some attention to Pinterest a few years ago was we uh, we did that thing where we looked at where all our traffic was coming from. Mm. Um, and you've got like uh, Facebook and I don't think even Instagram was that big at the time. And we looked at it and like the vast majority of our traffic was coming from Pinterest. And it confused us because I was like, we don't even have a Pinterest page. What's going mm. on? And we'd found that so many people were pinning things that we'd done from other parts of the web, creating these articles that other people were finding on Pinterest and coming to us. And that's when we were like, yeah, we should probably you know, do something with this. And I think, mm. yeah, we jumped on it for a bit and then went, don't really know what we're doing. Let's go over here. So, um, yep. so what has been happening with Pinterest over the past few years, whilst, you know, I, Instagram has been getting all the limelight with its reels <laughs> and its stories and everything like that. What's changed? Yeah. So Pinterest in the last couple of years has changed a lot because it went to a public company. So obviously they have to try to appeal to make sure that people stick around on the platform longer. So they've integrated video and they've integrated story pins, but very much different than we see video and story on Instagram. Again, it still goes back to that base of teaching people how to do something. So story pins are simple clips of walking through a process. It's not about us. Again, it's still about them. They live forever. So you can save them. They're not this 24-hour thing. Mm -hmm. Video, again, it's less than a minute 30, really trying to get them engaged in watching something and then they can go learn more. So Pinterest is really trying to keep... um, It's almost like they want to keep a low profile, right? Like they don't want to be on this huge, like big stage, but they want to make it so lucrative and distinguish themselves from other platforms. But they did have that problem of how do we keep people on here? And Mm. one of the things you said that I think is really interesting from a marketing perspective is a lot of people do the same thing you did. They start for a couple of months they go, "Mm, I don't know. But then they look at their analytics and they see all this traffic coming in. But it's not the feel-good platform like Instagram is. That's why Instagram gets the limelight. We get the hearts. We get the engagement. We get the views on our reels and the comments. But we don't get the traffic. And I think that's really important for somebody who's like, I need people to come to my storefront, my website. And they are not from Instagram. It's really hard to get them to move on because we go to Instagram kind of to numb out, right? Like we just kind of follow the stories. With Pinterest, we go over there. Even if we're watching stories or we're watching videos, our intent is to go to the website to complete something. So Mm. I just think Instagram gets a lot of the limelight because we feel better about ourselves. It's a dopamine hit. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, completely. It's that vanity metric of like, oh, someone liked what I put out there, Um, which is great. Whereas I guess, yeah, what you're saying, people go to, Pinterest on purpose for Mm -hmm. a reason. And actually, as a marketing channel and as businesses, that should actually be probably our focus more than someone posting a picture that we, you know, liking a picture that we created. Um, So I guess, and it's at this point, whenever I hear about Pinterest, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of starting to get it. It's maybe going Mm. in there. But what's kind of a, can you give us an example of how something like a brick brick and mortar business, like say uh, a beauty salon, could Mm. utilize Pinterest, use Pinterest, create things for Pinterest to help clients Mm -hmm. discover them. Yeah. So number one, we tell people, make sure you have a business page. It's actually optimized. It tells me who you are and what you do. Because if somebody's going to be searching your Pinterest pro, let's say they're just searching even on Google, Google will pull in Pinterest boards and pins and sometimes profiles. So you want to make sure that on Pinterest, if I happen upon it, 
I know who you are. I can, there's a link that they automatically add there. You can get a business account. So that's just business.pinterest.com. They walk you through all the stuff. So then we want to look at, okay, Pinterest is a way that we display what we do. So let's say we're a brick and mortar. We definitely want to use location whenever we can. We want to talk about our specialty. That can be anything from if you're cutting hair, certain types of haircuts that you specialize in or extensions or facials or any of that. But you want to come at it not with the, hey, look what I did, but really talking about the pain points that people have before they choose a new salon or a spa. They're really like, what's XYZ facial like? Or what is the, how do I find a great esthetician? That's really what the pinners are thinking about is you have to back up and think about the questions that you always get asked. Somebody always picks up the phone or they email you and they're like, can you tell me more about this? Creating short form articles, if you can, on your website, or even like an FAQ page on your site is a great place to lead pinners to get them exposed to who you are. So the name of your salon, the location, and then what you really specialize in is really important to showcase on Pinterest because people search on Pinterest. They get on there and like you found, you weren't even on Pinterest, but people were already pinning your stuff because they wanted to remember it. Mm -hmm. That's why people save stuff to Pinterest because they go, oh, aha, this is so awesome. I don't want to forget it. So you want to be that part of that ecosystem with your brick and mortar. And especially if you if you have the capability to sell something online, which a lot of beauty businesses have kind of shifted, right? During the mm-hmm. pandemic, yeah, yeah. that you can buy kits of things, people doing the hair or whatever. That's it's still maintain that. Don't shut that off, even though you're now your business is coming in. Keep that because then you have these two streams of revenue potentially coming into your business. I love it. Love it. And I'm starting to get it a bit more now. So Instagram is, hey, look what I did. Pinterest is Here's more about what you want. Yes. I'm getting that. I'm getting mm-hmm. that. I'm getting that. Okay, cool. So have you got any, um, you've kind of touched on a couple there, but any kind of practical examples of what, let's say, um, a lash tech uh, oh, yeah. uh, could do using mm-hmm. Pinterest? Yeah. So one of the great things for about that specifically with lashes is you can show before and after. Mm-hmm. I went to Pinterest when I friends of mine were getting lash extensions like crazy. And I was like, what is this? I need to do my research. And so going on to Pinterest to see the images, because the people on Pinterest will only look at images. They're not going to read a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. They're going to grab the image and they're going to go to the website to learn more. In fact, one of the biggest frustrations for Pinterest is that if somebody pins an image and it doesn't link to a website, they're like, oh, I wanted more information. This is so frustrating, right? Yes. So the lash specifically, I would say you're going to start with befores and afters. I want to see somebody's, you know, before and after lashes photo and the text on the image. So this is really important too. Pinterest is also odd man out with using vertical images. Whereas, you know, Facebook and Instagram use the same size of a square or a horizontal. Mm -hmm. So if you're creating images, you want to put a little bit of context on the image like billboard advertising. Somebody is, you know, going to glance at it in one second. You want them to know it's these types of lashes. Here's a before and after. Learn more. Something along those lines, just short and poppy. And then you also want to talk about how to maintain lashes, um, how to know if lashes are right for you. What's the best brand? What about the allergic reaction to glue? I hear about that all the time. A lot of people are like, I can't wear lashes because my eyes get all red. So I think there's a lot of things that are still unknown about lashes that a lash mm, tech could go onto Pinterest and really be the great informer 
and have a lot of people save their stuff or click on it. So I would say that's what I would do as a lash technician is talk about the different types, talk about the benefits, the care, and the FAQs, and then that all leads back to their website. Now, what's interesting about Pinterest is that you're going to get a lot of um, your home country and some global because Pinterest is glowing globally. But again, you never know who's going to interact with you on that click and you are getting a lot of traffic. So even if you're getting a thousand clicks to your website, let's say 20 of them are local and you know five or six of them become a client. That's a really good way to capture people that might even be greater than Instagram and you could sell some stuff online. So yeah. that's what I would do if I was a lash technician. That's a really cool idea. And this this plays into our industry and especially lash techs as well, because you've already got those images because you're already taking yeah. them to put on Instagram. So you yep. can use those. So when you say put put text actually on the image, are you talking about um, kind of using something, let's say Canva to actually physically put text on the image or is there a tool within Pinterest to do that? Yeah, yes. So Pinterest has their own tool, but I will say it's just a little funky and hard to use. So we <laughs> always tell people use Canva and there are a lot of places you can buy Pinterest templates online. So companies like me or other companies have created templates mm -hmm. to where you buy the pack. You don't have to do anything creative and you really just have to plug and play your images in there. They already have the font picked out. That's a really nice. efficient way to do it. If you're a business owner that hates graphic stuff, it's just not your in your wheelhouse. So when you create that, you want to upload it to Pinterest and then make sure it links to the place on your website that you want it to go. One yes. of the biggest mistakes we see yes. in the industry is people just linking to their homepage. But if you're talking about these lashes and before and after and care... I want to go directly to it. I'm not going to dig on your website to find it. I'm just going to click away. So that's kind of the flow is create the image, know what it is you want to communicate in that image in just a mm -hmm. few words or less, upload it to Pinterest, link it to your website page, and then you can pin it to a board. I talked about boards when we created yep. a profile. Because Pinterest is search and discovery, you have to be really smart about the keywords that you use. Just really be thinking of natural sounding words that people are using <clears throat> that they're already asking. So don't try to get super different, I guess. <laughs> Just go super standard. And when somebody's searching, um, how do I care for my lash extensions? Then Pinterest will look around and they'll pull that up for them in one of those searches. Got it. Cool. So really, yeah, those those FAQs that you've already got on your website there, you know, basically turn all of those into a pin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can do one for each one. Here's another cool thing too. Let's say you have 10 FAQs about lashes. You could create 10 different images and they can all go to that page. There's no rule about, you know, you have to make it one page only. So even though you're dealing with 10 different questions, that's, you're not creating a whole nother page on your website. You're, you're really just hitting that searcher those FAQs can be really different from each other, right? Yeah, yeah. So create an image for each one and just lead it back to that page. I like that. I like that a lot. And yes, you're absolutely right. The most frustrating thing when you hit Pinterest and you find an image that you like is it doesn't go to the page that you want it to go to. Yes. And that's so frustrating. And also, mm -hmm. if you'd see something and you like something, I want to be able to potentially buy it. I want to be able to take the next step. So mm -hmm. If you get someone from Pinterest to your page, make sure there's a way for them to do whatever the next natural step is, whether that's phone you, make a booking, buy the thing. So for me, those are some key things that I would want. 
having. Yeah, absolutely. And we tell people too, who are new to this, have somebody else walk through from Pinterest to your website and give you pointers for things that they, as just, it could be one of your friends or, you know, your mom or dad or whoever, just ask them, Hey, what would you add to make this easier to book an appointment with me or buy from me? They're going to give you a great perspective of a, a regular pinner that's coming through that you, maybe the button needs to be up higher. Sometimes we need things in our face and we feel as marketers like, oh, it's too salesy. I don't want to push it on them. But sometimes we just need like a big red button that's like, buy this. And we're like, okay. So just make it easy. Don't make it hard oh, for people to find things. Definitely. Yeah. There's, it's one of my biggest bugbears is it's, we make it so hard for ourselves. We really do. You know, just put the button yeah. there. If they're not going to click on it. They're not going to click on it, but don't make them search for it. Yep. Cool. This is amazing. This is great. So what's what's something like if when you come across uh, or you're brought in to look at someone's Pinterest account, what's kind of the the one thing that you'd see, say the biggest mistake that people make? Mm. What would you give people to look at on that? Yeah, I would say that there's a few mistakes. Number one would be um, just really unclear images. So either they just put an image up of um, the lashes. Let's say it's the already done lashes. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't really give me context. If I'm just searching on Pinterest and I see these beautiful lashes, I might just scroll by. Great. That's a great pair of lashes, right? So that would be the number one is not giving an image context with adding text to it and just really trying to connect with people there. Number two is there's a pin description right underneath that image that is really what the algorithm reads, not really what people read. And sometimes people don't fill that out. And it's just one to three sentences, like you would send a text to a friend and you want to write lash extension. If it's a brand of lashes, Pinterest is going to identify the pinner and go, oh, she's searching this. Oh, this pin over here has this pin description. So we're going to pull that over. So images are a missed opportunity. And then those descriptions with keywords, people just write up lash extensions, right? They just don't give it any context. And then I would say number three is quitting too early. That's going to be the other thing too, is we see people who come to us and they say, I see. Yeah, exactly. I started <laughs> and it's just not working. And we tell people Pinterest is like soaking a fire. It's how you would see Google SEO. You don't mm -hmm. get onto your website today, put in a great keyworded title or your business or go to Google business and expect it to just you to rise to the top overnight. It just doesn't work. So we take that same mentality and that, that probably is the biggest thing. People are like, this didn't work and I'm done after two months. You have to give it really six to nine months and think of it as a, a part of your marketing suite. It's like a diversification. So you're not dependent on one platform. So we tell people, okay, give another go at it, fix your images, start doing your keywords, and then really pin once a day or twice a day to a board so that you are active. A lot of people will also pin once and just walk away and kind of, well, hope for the best, right? Yeah. But that's not really how it works. And so those are our three things that we tell people. Also pinning too much. Oh. Sometimes people will create an image. They will see that it can fit onto like 10 boards and they'll pin them all at once. So we'll open up their account and it's like, all I see is these 10 pins which are kind of not really optimized and a little bit ugly anyway. They don't tell me anything. And they're like, well, I just threw it on there. Somebody told me to pin 10 times a day. So I just did it. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you <laughs> got to have a good experience. So I think it's just getting your bearings, 
knowing why you're using it too, how that platform really brings business into your business, and then using it in a way that is not overwhelming. And what I mean by that is we go into Instagram and there's all these rules. There's really not a lot of rules for Pinterest. And so you want to go, okay, two hours a week, I can invest in creating some images, Mm. looking at keywords. And there are a lot of tools to schedule out your pins if you don't want to be on the platform every day. So we tell people, find a tool that works for you to schedule out in advance so that you can just engage with the platform two hours a week to make sure that you're you're investing in it similar to what you would do with Google SEO. You're investing in the right steps to make sure that you know you get that little uh, on the website it'll tell you good you did good at SEO. Yeah. You want that for Pinterest too. I love it. That's brilliant. And I would also, you know, to anyone go out there have a little look at your uh, Google Analytics for your website. Willing yes. to bet the stuff coming to you from Pinterest anyway. Um so you may as well embrace that. So that was fantastic. Really interesting. Oh, and one of the points I just wanted to say as well, you mentioned, you know, you are going to get global traffic because yeah. Pinterest is global, but let's not forget whilst someone who lives in another country isn't necessarily going to come in as a client, if they're coming to your website, Google seeing that you're getting all that good Google juice, you know, it's raising mm. you up in the rankings for your local area. So that's all good uh, for you as well. Yeah. Kate, this has been great. I've loved this. And I think this is one of those episodes that I love to do where it kind of really piques people's interest and they're sort of like, okay, this is something I need to look into more. And obviously we can't Mm. teach them everything in one podcast episode. (laughs) So if they wanted to find out a little bit more and maybe come and find out more of your stuff and see what you do and see how you can help them, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, they can go to simplepinmedia.com and I am at simplepinmedia on all channels. And we've been experimenting with some new things on Pinterest. So if you want to check out my Pinterest profile, it's at simplepinmedia on Pinterest. And you can see story pins, some examples of videos too, and just kind of get an idea of how we would tell people to set up a profile. We have lots of ways to learn from us, tons of free resources too. So go check out the website and just click around and follow the breadcrumbs. Hopefully we lead you well. Amazing. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that because I looked at my Pinterest page again the other day and I was like, yeah, embarrassed. Let's go do something. (laughs) So thank you again for that. I really appreciate your time. Um, I hopefully will keep in touch with you. And uh, thank you again. You bet. Okay. Hands up who, after listening to that podcast, is immediately going to go and check out their own Pinterest profile. I did. In fact, mine was more embarrassing because I decided to check out my Pinterest profile whilst I was talking to Kate. And worse still, She joined me and checked out my Pinterest profile as well, which was kind of cringingly awkward because we haven't done anything on our Pinterest profile to update it for quite a while. We do create pins to put on our Pinterest profile. However, we've not really done any work on our actual profile for a while. So we need to do some work there. And again, after that conversation, I'm convinced that this is something that we all need to be putting a bit more effort into. And the great thing is, like we said there, A lot of the stuff that you need to produce for Pinterest, you're already producing for the likes of Instagram and Facebook. And you've already got a list of things that you can post from because they're the FAQs that are on your website. So without a huge amount of work, you can leverage this amazing channel to help bring more people to your business, get more bookings, sell more products as well. So I hope you'll be taking on board some of the stuff that Kate shared there with us. Now, that's it for today on the show. I would love it. If you've gained any knowledge from today, if you would leave me a rating or a review or both on iTunes, all you need to do is go to iTunes, which you should be able to do on your phone and go and find the show. Click on leave a review. And if you can give me just a quick star rating, please be honest. 
Uh, and if you've got an extra few seconds, please leave me a review as well. It helps me know um, what it is that you guys are looking for out there. And yeah, if you've got any thoughts or feedback on the show, any other things that we could be uh, talking about, that'd be great as well. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. I will leave you for this week. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll be back again next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing, or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten, and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 